Boom. Let's go. We're live. <laughs> I see it. Awesome. How's it going, brother? It's going well, man. How are you? Just taking over the world. We've been trying to figure out the audio stuff for this. I'm excited for this one. Yes, we have. And I think I mean, we got the audio. I th you sound great. You sound Thank buttery. You, so, you too. Yes. You sound and like we got, oh, we yeah. got the audio too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pony Tales podcast. If this is your first episode, welcome, welcome. My name is Andres Gamboa. I am joined today by David Thomas, who is uh, the first musician. Well, not the first musician, actually, but the first musician that we found on the show that's going to perform live while we chat through some stories about going door to door, some inspiration about where music comes from. And uh, we're going to hear some of some of the stuff you've already written and then some new stuff that's coming out in February. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Am I saying that? Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, this sounds good. So if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, this is, again, the podcast is interviewing people who sold books door to door in college for this crazy internship that we did. Uh, and we love the guests. Man, this is some good intro music. I like, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So yeah, a uh, couple of announcements before we dive into the show. Uh, make sure you guys follow us, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe to get more of these. We have a variety of guests who are in a variety of places in their lives, and it's super interesting every time, at least in my opinion. Otherwise, we wouldn't do this. So on that note, uh, big shout out really quick to some of our friends and uh, some of the people that are helping us bring this to you. We couldn't do this without them. Uh, first off, I would like to give a shout out to Elevate Wellness. These guys are fantastic human beings who are helping me. Yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, these guys are helping us get into shape for Bizzler, which is the alumni trip that we have coming up in August. Uh, here's the thing. If you guys are looking for somebody that is going to help you get into your fitness goals, not only your fitness goals, but your nutritional goals and your mental state goals, uh, these are the guys for you. It's an all-around wellness treatment that we do. So I'm out here reading positive material. I'm out here dealing with some really good nutritional, physical health stuff, and I'm getting the best workout I think I've ever gotten in my life, which is saying uh, a lot because I have had some great coaches in the past. So um, want to give a shout out to them. If you guys are interested in learning how to elevate your life and get into shape, make sure you hit them up or you can talk to us and we can get them in contact with you as well as aptive aptive is uh brought to you by nick warner so nick is actually really cool you know, a career opportunity you need something to do this summer if you sold door to door and you're like man i love sales i just didn't necessarily like the culture over at southwestern that's okay you're not alone but uh, aptive is a good alternative so aptive is going and looking for people this summer to go out and make a shit ton of money uh, go door to door, sell some pest control. They are a really cool company as well. They are doing incredible work with charity. So there's a lot of uh, also altruistic opportunity there for you to get involved with. Nick is an awesome person to have worked with, uh, to be working with as well. And honestly, these we had a uh, Aaron Raleigh on the show. If you want more details on how they get paid and how that whole system works, go to go under door to door Southwestern. That's a great episode for you, Aaron, Aaron Raleigh, number 82. So a couple episodes ago, uh, check out all those details. We're also gonna have Nick Warner on at the end of the uh, month that'll actually be the official season finale of ponytails podcast season three season four will start with the love uh february couples so we're gonna have only couples married couples who met selling books door to door uh, cool. and that's really the beginning so that's that's all our partners let's uh, let's do this my friend you, you already cracked your beer open no sir first beer of the day hang on a sec I got Wait, oh, i'm doing the mic 
Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) See, Sprite Sprite did good marketing. It makes me think of Sprite when I do that. I think you're right. I think there's something Mm -hmm. about that. There's something about it. It's pretty solid. They had like a T-Pain commercial. Oh, oh. We're going to do two. We're going to go. That's like like the little mini airplane bottle, though. I feel like that has a different timber than if you're like opening a fifth, which that's a good level. That's That's, uh, that's true. There's two. Convenient. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I asked my fiance if she could really quick while we were getting set up, if she could pour me some tequila. And I was like, give me a shot of tequila. And this is what uh, this is what a shot of tequila is to my nice. fiance. It's going to be a fun wedding. <laughs> that looks like when I have a glass of water and someone's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's vodka. Meanwhile, it's like a full glass of water. That's what that one looks like. <laughs> and I have a problem. It's it's vodka and I have issues. Yes. Oh, man, brother. So, um, yeah, we don't have to go in chronological order. Normally, we talk about how you got into Southwestern, but we can get into that a little later. I'm actually curious. Would you? We could start off with just straight up playing a song, something that, you, uh, mm. that you're excited to start out with. Uh, I guess okay. it's dealer's choice. Do you want to go? Do you want to play something or do we do we want to chat a little bit and see what comes up? Yeah, I'll play. Um, I'll play something. I'm going to take another sip of this. Um, yes, please do. I'll play uh, sooner or later, which is my next single that's coming out. We're like 99% of the way done with my mixing engineer, Ian Hatcher. Shout out, Ian. Um, and yeah, it's kind of about my life and growing up in Brooklyn, you know, living in my parents' house. And, you know, it's like sooner or later, I may one day do all these things. I may stand on the top of the world, but I'll never have this moment again. And Ooh. yeah. Um, and I, you know, I can be very much in my thoughts and very much like, oh, I got to do this, got to do that. And then I'll be happy. And I feel like a lot of where I'm at in life right now is just realizing like, like I'm good where I am. And when I get all those things, that'll be great. Um, whatever, you know, whatever ends up happening and just like really enjoying the present moment. So that's what this song's about. I love that. And when is this going to be released officially? So we're shooting for February 18th on that Friday. Um, it might be a little before or after, but should be, should be out in February okay. and working and on music can... video and all this stuff. Cool. And then we can find it on Apple podcasts. Where, where can we find you? Yeah. So Apple music, Apple or where we at? Yeah, Apple, Apple music um, on Spotify. I'm more of a, a Spotify guy, but I love Apple music people too. And um and then also working on a couple of music videos as well. Uh, there's actually going to be a shorter version of the song that's more radio version. That's like three minutes. And then a longer version that's almost five minutes. And so that one will be saved for, excuse, excuse me, um, that one will be saved for the a longer video that I'm working on with a friend right now as well. Cool. Cool beans. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So cool. uh, listen in. Well, uh, if you're listening, this is going to be, this is uh, Sooner or Later by David Thomas, available on February 18th around the February 18th ish (laughs) on Apple music and Spotify. Take it away, my man. Cool. And what I'll say also is that audio file I sent you as well. Yes, sir. Um, when we get to through the first verse and chorus, then that's when you can go in when those audio waveforms get really big. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I'll find it in the meantime. That's when the the juicy production comes in. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. So set the scene here Uh, in the song. We got rain coming down. Actually, actually, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll play. So I I think about how these songs are going to flow together. And it's like, what's the album? Basically, what I'm doing is kind of releasing one and then another and then another. And then at the end, uh, it's going to be all like one cohesive album. So let me play a little intro here. So let me set the scene. We're going to have video for this one day. 
set the scene, right? So you got like birds chirping, you know, chirp, 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 chirp. You know, the sun's coming up in the video. And then you hear like a single string line, like. And then birds chirping a little bit. And then. like an instrumental and then it'll kind of go like just sort of intro and that's like no lyrics and stuff and then you know more string probably a guitar on top so it'll kind of build up get big you know more birds chirping and all this kind of thing and i love putting like nature music and stuff ambience in my songs and anyway and then and then it kind of ends and then all of a sudden the bird's volume goes down and then you got city noise coming in and like, you know, New York City. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Traffic. Yeah. Traffic, right. Horns, <laughs> sirens, all of that. You've been there. And yeah. And then um, you like the sound of rain. So it's like kind of a little bit more dull here. And that's where we go. Sooner or later, I'll be living on my own, and sooner or later, I'll be up on out this home. Sooner or later, I'll be almost fully grown as bound to be. Sooner or later, I will kiss my parents by, and sooner or later, wonder if my mom will cry. Sooner or later, I'll be on the next ride as bound to be. My mom's watching us, by the way. Hi, mom. There's a world outside of Brooklyn. There's a life for which I'm looking. There are walls that will come tumbling down as I reach up for the peaks. May one day stand at the top of the world. May one day land the most beautiful girl. May one day get the chance to heal the world. But I'll never have this moment again. May one day become one with the sky. May one day see my dreams finally fly. May one day find the peace deep inside. But I'll never have this moment again. And now you can play the other part. Gotcha. I'll share this audio real quick. Sooner or later. I'll just keep singing until you yeah, oh yeah cool no, 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 no. Here we go. all right hit it perfect perfect sooner or later i'll be living on the road and sooner or later i'll be playing sold on shows sooner or later i'll be tossed to and fro it's bound to be oh, 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 oh. sooner or later i will meet the girl that's right and sooner or later she'll blow my fucking mind man sooner or later has the kids in my life Life will never be the same again I got dreams for which I'm working If destiny is real, I'm looking Try to be the man, still firm on the ground 
as the waves crashed over me. I may one day stand at the top of the world. I may one day land the most beautiful girl. I may one day get the chance to heal the world. But I'll never have this moment again. I may one day become one with the sky. I may one day see my dreams finally fly. May one day find the peace deep inside. But I'll never have this moment again. And when the clouds do break and we have found a new day, and the painful past has now become a memory. When we're free at last and finally feel the rays of the sun, yes, that is what I'm working for today. And then in the music video, you can keep playing, keep playing. Yeah. In the mu in the music video now, it's like all the stuff going on, and then we're like back there to the present. Dude, I love this. This is great. Thank you, dude. Yeah. And those birds, those are actually recorded from the front of my house in Brooklyn. Let's go. I may one day stand at the top of the world I may one day land the most beautiful girl may one day get the chance to heal the world But I'll never have this moment again I may one day become one with the sky I may one day see my dreams finally fly may one day find the peace deep inside But I'll never have this moment again Oh, I'll never have this moment again Yes, I'll never have this moment again I may one day find the peace deep inside, but I'll never have this moment again. I'll never have this moment again. Yes, I'll never have this moment again. I may one day stand at the top of the world, but I'll never have this moment again. Let's go, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Whoa, available sooner or later by David Thomas, available to you in February 18-ish. Thank you. <laughs> Apple Spotify and Apple Music and Spotify. Oh, yeah. Let's go, brother. That's and so YouTube. cool. Thank you. And YouTube. That's right. And, music and and basically how it works is you upload songs to a distributor and like CD Baby I was using for a while. Now I'm using IndieFlow. Shout out IndieFlow. Cool music management software. And basically what they do is they distribute to like 30 different platforms. So like yeah. Deezer and all these other ones. I don't really know really what's going Dude. on over there, but available everywhere is what i'm trying Heck to say yeah well first off thanks for sharing that that's really cool that you that, that you would want to do this and you want to do this live and you kind of give us like a little exclusive uh you know rollout before it comes out um i saw the video of you performing it on the street in brooklyn or yeah. is that where you were were you in brooklyn yeah 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 that's awesome dude good yeah. stuff thank you all right so let's uh let's dive into this thing so let me ask you this let's start let's start here with the music um where where does uh, that inspiration come from for you? Like, mm -hmm. how, did, how did you get started in music? How did you decide that this is something that you wanted to pursue uh, with so much passion and, and walk us through kind of your musical journey up to, up to here? Yeah, so I, I think from, from a young age, I was always really connected with music and I would really feel emotions off of it. And like, kind of like a spiritual thing. I was just like really, really connected with it. And, you know, I, I ended up, 
kind of going from music to like on my path, I went, I did acting at a performing arts high school in Manhattan, uh, LaGuardia. And then I did mechanical engineering. And then, you know, I sold books door to door. And basically coming out of college, I had a mechanical engineering degree. And I had some job offers and things, some things on the table, some options there. And something really deep inside of me was telling me to do music. And at that point, I'd written maybe like one full song, but I was like really feeling it. And I was like, all right, like, you know what I'm, I'm going to do? I'm just going to I'm going to going to go and pursue that. And so anyway, yeah, it's um, it's been really cool. And And just kind of as far as writing the songs, it's like when I'm sitting down, kind of how it works for me is like I'm sort of feeling emotions of some sort. Maybe I'm really excited or, you know, I'm feeling, you know, pretty down about something and I'll just sit on the piano and I'll start, you know, noodling around and until I find, oh, see, like when I played that, I got the shivers there. So it's like, just find something that like, oh, that feels really good. Um, and that's the song, Love Yourself. I'll play that a little later. And yeah, and just... Um, Anyway, just seeing where that takes me, where that goes. And usually things just kind of start coming out. So that's kind of what that's Whoa. like. And, and is your process, do you like take, do you take a couple of days? Because I've heard, I've heard of it all. My, my brother actually has a band. He's like 17, 18 and he's awesome. He's really, really good at it. But his process, cool. some of his songs he writes in like 20 minutes and yeah. some of them, like it takes him months before he's ready for it. Yeah. Is that, what is it like for you? Is it, does it ever feel perfect? What's, what's the writing process look like? Yeah, so it's normally like totally the same way where it's some some of them come really fast and I'll sit down and I, I love using those legal notepads and I'll just like start writing and I will, you know, some of them, they'll just come kind of all at once and, you know, I'll be like, I go in these like sort of zones. My parents could see this because I've been at home, um, you know, over like quarantine and, and that kind of like two year stretch there. Uh, I'm in Austin, Texas right now. And anyway, so I'll be just like in a zone and I'll just, it'll just be running through my head and it's like, okay, cool. Now I got the chorus. I'll go down to my basement room and play on my electric piano and like work on something. And then I'll go back to the upright piano upstairs. And I'm just kind of in this headspace where it's just like, it's just like being a vessel, like a vehicle for something. Very cool. And then some, and then some songs and then some songs, it's like, there's one song girl on fire where like the first verse came pretty quickly. And then the second verse, it's like, I'm still working on that. So it's, it, dude, it's almost like, as I have life experiences, it's like, I'm waiting for the life experience to happen. That will give me that content. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I, I I'm vibing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. But I, uh, I do stand up comedy. I don't know if many people really know, but I no do way. Stand-up. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Dope. I was actually doing it professionally in a pro- enough to pay my rent. I wasn't like yeah. you know Netflix special or anything, but that's the same thing. Where it's like I'd have an idea for a joke, and I'd be like, ah, there's a punchline in here somewhere, but I just don't know it. The premise is funny, but I don't know how to like wrap it up to a point where it strikes, and then something yeah. would happen in my life, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, that's the joke right there for sure. I totally get it. I totally get it. Nice. It's fantastic. Yeah. Do you, do you still do stand up comedy? Uh, yes and no. Uh, uh, I started again back here in Portland when I moved. Yeah. Uh, but when, when, I don't know if you know, but there was a flu that was going around. The last I heard about years. that actually. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the difference I guess with, between comedy and music from a performance standpoint is like, you can practice at home. Yeah. If you're not doing yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't like, sit my roommates down and be like, Hey, let me tell you 
look how funny this could be you know like the, you the way that a comedian practice like, suppose i could but yeah the way a comedian practices is you go to open mics and so since everything was closed i really couldn't like go mm. practice it kind of just kind of took a pause i mean i have a yeah. lot of ideas that i wrote down but um i did go to a couple of open mics here in portland and the comics that were kind of regular so you could tell were regulars were like yeah. oh dude like have you joined this have you joined this community they asked me for like my information to like maybe have me open up for some shows or something like that cool. but I still I don't do it like I used to, oh, and I miss it for sure. So, but I get the passion. I get that. The, yeah. Like, like I feel like this is what I was born to do. Type. Yeah. Of yeah, and it comes through in your music. Yeah, thank you. And that's and that's cool because now you're hosting a podcast, which you're yeah. not stand up comedy, but it's like you know in the same neighborhood. Yeah, it's an outlet of talking into a microphone to people who might want to listen. Right, which and I they might and they, and they might laugh. They might laugh, you know, <laughs> or they might cry or they yeah. might just turn it stop, stop in the middle of their workout and stop listening to my voice. That's also probably, <laughs> or, totally or they'll be in the middle of their workout and they'll be like, you know, whose voice I really want to listen to Andre Scambo Barrera. That's, that's the positivity that we need right here. That's, mm -hmm. that's the kind of vibes that we that we like right here. That's awesome. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm serious. I listen to the school of greatness. Um, have you heard of that podcast? No. I need okay, to so Lewis, Lewis Howe's School of Greatness, um, and he just has like such a soothing like voice, and it feels just like very connected with his heart. And he interviews you know people about like personal growth and spiritual life and self improvement. And there are times where I like you know I'll be walking around in the morning and I'll be like I could really use some School of Greatness right now, <laughs> and I just turn it on. So <laughs> okay, that's right. Brother. I feel like that's you so could awesome, do that. Man. You could do that too man that's so great when, when did you get started with music when did you start like 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 really get, who taught you piano how, walk me through that yeah game. okay so i started playing piano when i was like six and oh. i yeah so i yeah and, and i was never like a big practicer where i would like go home and i'd spend you know as much as my teacher told me to do um practicing and i remember i had one of my teachers name was becky another was cynthia shaw um, so shout out you guys, if you're listening, probably not, not right now, but, um, anyway, um, yeah. So just, you know, just playing there. And then I think there was a certain point where I kind of made that bridge between like, I can learn these songs that are in these sheet books and stuff. And then at the same time, I can also, you know, really sit down and kind of process my emotions and sort of seeing where that goes. And I'll, I'll show you the, um, I think this song I wrote junior year. This is like the first one. Uh, I was like in a really self-conscious place about this girl. And I was like, does she like me? Does she not? And I'm like feeling insecure about it. And I was like feeling like I was kind of weak on the inside. And she was like sort of kind of pointing that out or, you know, just like, yeah, just, I don't know. So anyway, so I wrote this song, which. No. I'm going to play some songs and, and whatever pops up to my mind and I might remember how to play them and I might not. That's fine. We're here. We're here for it. Oh, there. All right. I don't remember how to play this one right now. Well, uh, it'll, if we, if it comes back to us, it'll be, uh, the time is right. It don't matter. It's the, the, the whole purpose of the, we're, we're, we're visibly drinking, you know what I'm yes. saying? So it's, yeah. it, I, it, it, whatever rolls out is what rolls out. 
By the way, this is a check this out. This is a mug from uh, from Historical Park in Bulgaria. Shout out to those guys. They sent us a bunch cool. of merch, and they are partners yeah. with us. So if anybody's wondering what the heck this is, it's a Ram mug. So on a nice. side note, <laughs> nice. Dude, so, so and and and, and here's six. what here here's what I'll say. Also, I'm gonna go grab something, and you tell people a little bit more about that mug, and I'll be right back. Oh yeah, okay. I can I can All fill right. the space in with something. You fill it. Shout, I'll fill. I'm gonna meet you just in case for now. Go get go get that beer or whatever you're doing. Um, hey, if you're listening again, thank you so much. And a big shout out now. We uh, we actually plan for these kinds of pauses just in case because these are long form uh, podcasts. And so, uh, you know, sometimes we'll go a couple hours sometimes. And so if you are listening now, big shout out to our friends over at Southwestern Real Estate. Boom. Uh, fantastic folks. Pat Roach is one of our biggest fans. He's listened to every single episode so far. And uh, yeah, they uh, they are with us uh, since November. They were one of our first few partners and uh, they're looking for uh, people to work. So if you are, I've always been a fan of real estate. If Currently, if you've been uh, kind of getting into that real estate investment type stuff, if you are a fan of HGTV, um, you're looking for something that has flexible hours and you want to be able to keep all the healthy aspects of the Southwestern culture that we had when we were going door to door, this would be a place for you. It's 99% drama free. That was the one thing Pat was adamant that we made sure we, made sure we mentioned on the show uh, because he's that kind of guy that's super fun to work with and he's easy to work with. So if you guys are interested in something for a career change, if you're looking for something that's flexible and really anywhere in the country, we will definitely get you a setup. Going through us, we'll get you a guaranteed interview with Pat to be able to uh, see if this is a fit for you. Um, more than importantly, it's a place where you can prioritize what matters most, uh, but you can have really, really incredible income at the same time. So thank you, Pat and uh, Southwestern Real Estate for uh, partnering with us. These guys are a fantastic company to work with. Um, so hit them up or hit us up. We'll get you plugged in with them. So anyway, we're back now. And uh, oh, you're muted. Oh, I muted you. Here, I'll, I'll unmute you. There we go. Perfect. Boom. We in? Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go awesome. grab? More beer? Cool. I went and grabbed another. This is a uh, Mook Nav Haze IPA. Hazy IPA. Bro, Austin has got the scene for I know. IPAs. I just see it's brewed in Texas. So, yeah. I'm, we're like, I'm in, the, with my, we're like with, in the two best cities for that. Portland and yeah, Austin. It's like, yeah. If you, if you need craft beer, <laughs> that's, Brooklyn, that's where you go. Brooklyn's on the come up, though. They have some microbreweries yeah. popping up. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Brooklyn. What was that like? What was it like growing up in, in in New York? It was it was very very cool. Um, you get the experience of independence so much earlier. So, like middle school, you know, I would go there on the bus by myself, and it's like I feel like a lot of times until kids, you know, in in suburb culture, they're relying on rides from their parents or from people who are over eighteen. And in Brooklyn, it's like you know, you can have this like sixth grader just taking the subway or the bus by themselves. And yeah, that's true. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And then I went to high school in Manhattan and, you know, so I would take from downtown Brooklyn where I live. Um, I would take the AC up to LaGuardia on it's right near Columbus circle, like 59th street. So it's like 45 minutes on the subway and yeah, it's really, really cool. And you would have kids from all over the place. So you'd have kids from like one of my friends, Guy, shout out Guy. Um, he would come from Rockaway. And he, he had like a two hour trip to come to school every day on the subway. Um, so it was no just wild. Way. Yeah. Wow. That's trippy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's new and that's different. We um, 
we in Nebraska, I grew up in Nebraska in Grand Island, Nebraska. Nice. It's it's not grand or an island. It's just it's the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was and gonna we say moved isn't there. Nebraska landlocked. Yeah, not only is it this is a fun <laughs> fact for those of you listening, not only is it landlocked, it's triple landlocked. Which what means that, what does that mean? It's actually the only territory, state or country that is triple landlocked. What that means is that if you go in any direction, northeast, southwest, you have to go through three other territories or states to get to any major body of water. Wow. So, so like, <laughs> if you go south, you got to go Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas before you hit the Gulf of Mexico. If you go east or west, obviously to the east and right, east and west coast oceans. And then if you go north, you got to go to South Dakota, North Dakota, Canada before you hit like some water up north. It's 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 miserable. But the people are nice there and it's cheap to live and you get a ride to school all the way till you're 16. You, you get a ride get to school? A oh, the bus? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't get shoved into a subway at, in sixth grade. That's that right. sounds outrageous. That's how yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes that like the subway would be like seventh grade. Really no, no, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> you see these little kids who are like th- four feet tall. They've got their little backpacks just like walking through the middle of like midtown Manhattan or something. And it's like they're just on their way to school. And you're like, is there like a chaperone? This is wild. <laughs> Get out of my, I know my, I know my stop. Get out of here. Yeah. And they know why home alone was an issue. Yeah. That's, well, cause he didn't live in New York. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the kids from New York watching home alone would have been like. Be like Brow. Yeah. <laughs> I just call my friends. And they'll, they'll hop on the subway and come over here and, and help me. That's so funny, bro. That's so cool. And then, all right, so let's jump into some Southwestern stuff. How did you get into Southwestern? You're in Brooklyn. You go to school in Manhattan. So at this point, at this point, I'm in, I'm, I go to Ole Miss. So, um, I went from basically one side of the world to the other side of the world. Um, at LaGuardia, people had like purple hair dancing on the lunch tables. If you've seen the movie fame, like that's about LaGuardia and it's just like super free and open and all the stuff. And then I go to Ole Miss and I had some family down there. Uh, I joined a fraternity and it's like 200 all white people. And I was never used to, you know, New York is so diverse. And it was a real culture shock, a real adjustment. Um, And then I ended up, you know, I made some friends, like a lot of Louisiana friends, um, you know, Christian, Jimmy, Garrett, Tripp, you know. Um, And yeah, and New Orleans has a really cool culture, like really rich. so anyway, and, and I went to four Mardi Gras in a row. So a lot of fun down there. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, I'm, I'm doing my mechanical engineering stuff throughout college. And one of my best friends, Christian Gamble, he um, he tells me about basically his dad had done this door to door book sales internship. So while I went off to my engineering internship, he went off to door to door book sales and he would call me at some points during the summer. And I was kind of working like nine to five internship engineering. And he'd be like, dude, this is so crazy. Like, I can't even explain, but like all this stuff's going on. And, and it was just like, felt like he was going through so much, like a whole world of just like, I had no idea what was going on. And we both come back senior year and it's like, I could tell he has grown and he has changed a whole lot more than I had during that internship that I did, the engineering internship. So, you know, I kind of express interest on that. I'm pretty easy to, you know, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded, pretty easy to uh, be sold on things. Um, 
And, you know, we talked about it for a little while. And then Jake Chesney, um, great dude. He he was coming to Ole Miss and he was working on this dream to start his own. He had sold books back in the past and he was working on a dream after taking some time off to restart and you know start building up team training people, that kind of thing. So he was working under Virgie Sanford. And anyway, he came, did some intros and, you know, I was like, you know, this could be a cool thing. I was turning down my I had a job offer from Exxon right after college and then I was going to go do um going to go do uh, music and that kind of thing. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. This is like a cool way to go be independent. And I didn't really know what I was getting in. And man, it was just like, it was just such a, a cool experience, especially my first summer. I, you know, I sort of always had the experience, like, you know, self-consciousness, like confident on the surface. Meanwhile, like inside, I don't think I'm good enough. And it's like, I would always, you know, I was always someone with potential and it's like a lot of potential. And then like, I would kind of fall out of it. And, you know, for me, the first summer was like such an experience where like, so I started off, I, I came, I had a trip to Ecuador that was previously planned with engineers that borders. So I came like a week late. I did that in between uh, sales school and my first week there. And then I joined the people on the book field and I go out and I'm like, all right, like, let's go little, you know, like super positive. And I go out and I have a really good first week. Apparently. Um, I remember on my first day, uh, Jake Chesney, he called me at the end of the day and I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know, man. And then I'm like, and he's like, oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. What, what happened? What's going on? And I was like, no, nah, I'm kidding. I, I sold like what, 45 units um, or 50 or something. Yeah, it's, it was a good day. You good know, I'm day. just like, I don't know. I still got to figure out my turf. I don't know really know where I'm going. And yeah, I just found some super cool homeschool family who was like, oh, we bought these kids books in the past. We'd love these ones. So, you know, and I'm there like figuring out. And I'm like, you guys are my first order. I don't actually like, <laughs> I'm still figuring this out. <laughs> um, so anyway, and I ended up having like, you know, Jake said at the end of the week, he was like, dude, that was like your, your first week beat my first week. And I was like one of the top rookies. So like, you're on pace to have an incredible summer. And I was like, <gasps> and then I was like, oh no, <laughs> because oh, all shit. of a sudden, because all of a sudden, like the pressure is on. And it's yeah. like, I I've noticed like I could do this in my life in, in a lot of ways where it's like, when I'm not thinking about it, I'm just having fun. It's like, everything is great. And then I start like getting some recognition or feedback or something. And I'm like, you know, then I put the pressure on and it's not about just running around meeting families and that kind of thing anymore. Yeah. So anyway, you know, the next week I went down and it was really like an up and down every week. And, you know, <laughs> there was like, yeah, I would just get like recognition at a Sunday meeting and I would be like, so fueled of dopamine and then just like the next week be like, you know, frightened. Um, and so, you know, I'll tell you. So at the end, um, it, I, I kind of, you know, the hero's journey. Where it's like the basically a lot of these stories, you know, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, the Iliad, that kind of thing. They follow this certain journey where it's or, right. or even watch like a boxing match. Right. Someone goes in and it's like. You know, I haven't seen Rocky recently, so I don't remember, but I think this is like probably what happens where basically the hero, they start doing well and they're like, boom, boom, boom. And then they start getting beat up. And then like at the end, they pull off the final victory and it's like, you know, they win. And for me, it's like 
to some degree, I was always in question of like, if I would have that final victory. And I give so much credit to Anna Dunn because she was so, she came in like a few weeks after the start of the summer and she was so grounded and so just, you know, into her faith and had such an impact on me. We would have these long PCs and she would just like clear the space and just like, I could have that feeling of love and grace just so much from her. And it made such a difference. Like as I'm battling with my mind and whatever thoughts and stories I'm making up in my head, you know, having that to kind of clear myself. So, uh, right. anyway, we, yeah, we ended up you know, doing well, finishing the summer. I can talk more about that later. And yeah. Um, yeah. Learned a lot. That's fine. Yeah, dude. And, and the reason I ask is because I, I'd be curious to see, like, do you think that that experience shaped you as a musician? Like, or, or what ways did it, did you think yeah. that it helped you kind of with either the writing process or the business side of the music, uh, of the music life? What, how did that like connect? Yeah, I think so. I think part of the thing is like I do these, you know, things like Southwestern Advantage. I'm also doing some programs with Landmark um, that some Southwestern Advantage people actually referred me to. And I sort of forget like what came from where, like what did I learn from here versus there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, it's crazy. Like I remember coming home after my first summer and my ability to listen to people and just like, actually just like sit there and just be present for what they're saying was just totally different. And I remember I had a conversation with my brother at one point after, and you know, he was like opening up and he was like, I feel like our relationship has changed recently where it feels like you listen and like you're present. And that was just so powerful for me. Whoa. So, yeah, That's yeah. a compliment for some, from 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 someone like that in your life. For yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. So I think just overall communication skills and, um, yeah, and just the ability to listen. And then when it comes to, I think one of the biggest things with the book field is like you're on your own out there, and it's like whatever comes up, whatever happens, how are you going to manage that? And you know, self talk you know, positive affirmations, just so much that like Southwestern Advantage is like crash course Navy SEALs for just like being a competent, productive, successful, independent person. And so just like learning all those lessons. And then, you know, as I'm working on my music or it's like, you know, I was driving down the highway the other day and I was like, I'm just feeling weird. Like, I don't know, like what's going on inside my head. And so it's like, I remember doing self-talk on the book fields. And so I was like, all right, David, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? Like, what are you, what's yeah. missing as Eckhart Tolle, uh, Shane Blick was like, um, you know, talked about the power of now. And I read that the yeah. first page I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, just like asking, talking to yourself, like what's missing from this moment. And a lot of times the answer is nothing. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 And so anyway, just <laughs> the ability. I, I'm just, so yeah, yeah. with this. See, I was like, yeah, see, I was like, I was like, what's missing from this moment? Because, you know, there's one part of me that's like excited to be on the podcast and like, all right, yeah, we're going to have a good time. And there's another part of me that's like, oh, I hope I do a good job. I hope people watch this. They get something out of it. They like me, all this kind of thing. And, you know, that's just like stuff in the head. It's kind of made up. And it's like, what's mm-hmm. really missing from this moment? Right. Yeah. 
nothing. It's nothing. It, it's it's the idea, well, like the power of now, and, and yeah, that is something that you do definitely learn when you go door to door. That's that's a big key factor in success, mm -hmm. is in general, not just in, in selling books, but in whether in your music life or in life in general, is the the ability to just put aside all the bullshit. Like the the world yeah. is engineered currently more than ever to just take your attention and to oh take gosh. away where you are. Um, it, it, there was a quote, it was like, be where your feet are, right? Mm. Like be here, right? Right now there's a pandemic going on and, you know, we got bills to pay and you got music to write and I got stuff to do. But when you, one of the things that, and, I, and I'm from what I'm hearing you say is like, you learn how to be here right now. The most important person in the world yeah. is you. Right? Yeah. And I have to make it that way because then not only is that good for me and my help, you know, my mental state, but also yeah. to make you feel understood, to make you feel be heard mm -hmm. and to generate a more genuine connection between the two of us that in, that ends up by default as a result of it, yeah. you know, producing good content for this podcast or producing a good experience that maybe you could go write a song about from the mm -hmm. of being in the present, which yeah. is kind of what you were talking about that sooner or later is kind of yeah. what like, yeah. this is what this moment is about, yeah. which is just kind of brilliant how it all yeah 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 and it's a, it is like you know we may one day have like you know an amazing podcast episode and think about all this stuff but we'll never have this moment again right right here yeah. of us talking yeah and i and, and, and i were good i was just gonna say i really got that of like right now i'm the most more most important person in the world and as you were saying that it's i was like okay yeah all those other thoughts like andres is the most important person in the world <laughs> we're having yeah we're having that and it's like how can i support you how can you support me it's yeah. like a cool way to live life yeah and we all have that friend that like or or at least have met that person that made you just feel seen yeah and heard and that's mm -hmm. what they did is they were they just they just looked at you and it's almost like uh, there was an advanced sales tape with bill zizzy in mm -hmm. the book field that was talking about like you have to be so present that if a freight train is coming yeah. next through the living room as you're talking to this person you wouldn't even notice it because you yeah. were just so true, not for yourself, but for that other person genuinely like invested in them and what they are trying right. to tell you and what their pain is and how you can help them through that pain, whether that be through music or that be through comedy. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and that's what makes you good at it. And I think yeah. that's what, that's what I think that's, I think you, you definitely, when you say that that's one of the things you learned, I can totally yeah. see it. Yeah. I feel that way currently. Hmm. Good job. Yeah. Dude. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, and it's that cheers right there. Cheers to that. <laughs> Link. <laughs> mm. that's, yeah, good that's, uh, that's a good beer. Um, thank you, Colin Clark. I, uh, that's my cousin. I'm staying at his house. Um, yeah. What I was going to say about that is like, also, you know, giving myself credit where it's like, I put so much pressure on myself to be, to be perfect of like, you know, I, I can put pressure on myself. I don't want to speak that into existence. I put so much pressure on myself, but really it's like, you know, it's like the way people see me. And this is, I think this is true for like just about all of us. The way people see us is so, can be so different than the way we see ourselves. Mm. Mm. And mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, yeah. Anyway. So it's like all these goals and dreams and stuff. It's like, yeah, just give yourself credit. Just like whatever, whatever you have and whatever you're doing well at and whatever you want to do and whatever you feel like is not accomplished yet, like give yourself credit for that. And like give stop and like celebrate your accomplishments so far to that point. 
I had a, yeah. I had a, a morning meditation the other day and I realized I had a realization. I was like, I'm trying to do all these things. Meanwhile, like this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And like, there's nowhere else to get to. Like mm -hmm. I'm on the road right now. I'm about to do my DJ gig, which was yesterday. I'm about to be on a podcast on Sunday and yeah, there's nowhere else to get to yeah. right here, right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, dude, there's so many good things <laughs> that you just reminded me of the cool. Have you seen the matrix? Yeah. 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 Have you seen the second one? The second, matrix? I, um, okay. I'll be honest. I have, I don't want to see it again. I don't want to speak this into oh, existence, but my movie memory, I watch it and it kind of goes pew, pew, <laughs> in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't remember in one, in one year out the other. Okay. And in the second, in this, there's a quote in that movie that I think is so like profound in its own way. And it kind of relates exactly to what you just said, where they're leaving. The, it's the second movie. They go see that French dude. If you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, get in the matrix. But they, they anyway, <laughs> it, yeah. And, and, and they go and they're supposed to get this like exchange from him, but, but it doesn't happen how they wanted it to, how they expect it to. So often yeah. that kind of happens in our life. Right. And they go back to the elevator and Neo, who's like the one. And his mentor in Morpheus, right? And Neo goes, did we do something wrong? And Morpheus says, no, what happened happened, happened mm -hmm. as it should have happened and couldn't have happened in any other way. Hmm. And Neo goes, well, how do you know? He goes, because we're still alive. And to me, that's kind of the the, the key, right? Like you are where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And and whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever the heck, like mm -hmm. this is the moment that you're supposed to, like something from this moment is, is, is what you're supposed to take notice and what you're supposed to take part of. And you're supposed to take away the, the best of it. You can look forward in the future and you can look back and be happy of the progress you've made. But at the end of the day, it's, it's here it's, mm -hmm. and it's now, and you, you know, you, you, it's okay to be happy. Yeah. Even if it's a bad time, because you've made it this far. And you've gone through the hardest thing you've ever been through and you're still alive. Mm -hmm. And it happened just how it was supposed to happen because you're still alive. Mm -hmm. Dude. Yeah. You know, I love that. that. <laughs> I love that. And and so much of that is like if we lived life and there were never any conflicts or you know, challenges, it's like what would be the purpose of life? Right. Yeah. And I and I think that there's so much like the lessons that we learn along the way. And when we go through struggles and we're in a down and we get ourselves out of that, however that happens, and then we can look back. It's like, look back on the people who are on the trail behind us and be like, oh, this way, this way is the path. Yeah. Right. Where yeah. we can actually teach people and, and, and share that experience with them and they can teach us. And just that growth, it's like all those conflicts and those things we push up against, like we all have something to teach the people behind us. Right. And we have something to learn from the people in front of us mm. and the people with mm. us. <laughs> ooh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. Okay. On that note, let me ask you this. Yeah. In terms of like your music career mm -hmm. and as you look forward, yeah. are there people that you strive to kind of like, not necessarily be like, but that you like take from, mm. that you take inspiration from? Like who are the, who are the artists in your life that kind of influence yeah. you to kind of go, hey, that's kind of the North Star. That's where we're headed. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. So for me... My day one's always been John Mayer. Just like the way you know, our voice voices can kind of hit um in the same register, you know, like John Mayer and like you could feel that. Like, mm, who says I can't get stone? Call up a girl that I used to know. Fake love for an hour or so. Who says I can't get stone? Been a long night in New York City. Been a long night in Austin too. I don't remember. <laughs> 
you looking any better? But then again, I don't remember you. So just the way he expresses Ooh. things, like I could really feel it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's music is so interesting because, and I find this just fascinating. It's like when I share a song with someone, some people connect with the lyrics. Some people connect with the melody. Some people connect with the chords and instrumentation. And everyone perceives it differently from a different angle. And I think something about John Mayer is his stuff, it's just like the quality is so good in all the directions. So his lyrics are good. How heartfelt his delivery is good. His production's good. Um, and so, yeah, so he's he's a big inspiration there. And I feel like I learned how to... Um, how to sing and stuff with them. It's like, it'd be like when, if I'm ever feeling like really down and I'm like, Oh man, you know, I'll put on some John Mayer. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like really sing along and just really feel it. And it's like, what I would say is I feel like our souls are like a very similar color. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. kind of what the sort of like soul that I want to have in my music there. Anyway. So, uh, and then there are other people like John Mayer's like one type. And then there's John Bellion, who um, he made that song All Time Low. Uh, low, 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 low. You know that song? Low, yep. low, 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 low. I was the knight in shining armor in your movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's got so he's from Long Island. So he's got this like cool production. He's inspired by Jay Dilla. So like with the drums, like, you know, like not on the grid. And, and then like, he, he'll just have songs and I'll like, he'll have like a random, like, out <laughs> in the background yeah. and, <laughs> and it's like, I'm totally about that. So I feel like I get kind of some of that like spunkiness and funness. And there's like a certain New York edge to it. That's like, you know, there's like a certain urban grungy type, like way of being, um, that he kind of encompasses in his music. So there's that. And then, you know, Kanye West, who's an inspiration of John Bellion, right? We go up the train a little bit. Um, but Kanye has these like big, just big productions with like, boom. You know, I feel like yeah. John Bellion's song, Hand of God, um, it's just a beautiful, like masterpiece work of art that finishes one of his most recent albums. He won a lot of awards for it. And what he does is like, he's got a choir in there. It's the same choir that sung hand, um, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Yeah, so it's like a really, really cool choir. He ties together all the songs, all that kind of thing. And just these big masterpieces. So what I'm kind of about is sort of, you know, having something that can be like kind of intimate, like sooner or later, I'll be living on my own, right? Like that kind of thing. And then at the same time, I'm working on the outro for my album, which is like going to kind of, which I came up with on the book fields. The first idea, I could I could pull up that voice memo and be like, doom, doom, doom. And I'm driving around. You can hear my car whirring in the back because I had like a fan that was like kind of broken. And um, and I'm like a straight up just like coming up with stuff as I'm driving around, like looking for the next house to knock on. Um, and anyway, so for that song, I want to have like horns and like, you know, live horns and just like big, you know, big kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So those are a few influences and kind of like yeah. the way I sort of see their music and kind of feel that. Yeah. That. That's dope. That's really cool. Do you, do you, uh, do you, are you, are you going more like the indie route, like independent, uh, recording artists route now that, I mean, it seems like it's easier to do it. Not easier, not easy, but easier to do it nowadays. Right. And instead of going through a label or what's kind of like the plan strategically though. Well, here's, here's the thing is like, 
it's crazy when you look at it like the the model of how things have worked is like labels own like 90 percent of your music right and and sometimes yeah sometimes it works where an artist is like a hired gun they'll be like all right come in and sing this song and they'll have like one studio session they'll come in they'll sing it and that's the voice you hear on the record and you're like oh that's like their song meanwhile you had other people write it and they just maybe spent a day for that and then you have other people who come up like someone like Kanye West, he's a good example of it. You know, they come up like the amount of creative output that actually goes into that is so misaligned from the ownership of the actual songs. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't make sense. And dude, we're living in the golden age for music creation. Like 200 bucks, you can get Logic Pro on your computer. And you know, even without that, these iPhones, if you, if you have an iPhone, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's another equivalent if you don't have an iPhone, but like garage bands, I'll still right. use that. Like, I'll just like hum in there, like, and then I'll put a and then I'll just like layer up stuff there. So, just the amount of freedom we have at our fingertips. And like right now, I'm, you know, I got my piano plugged into here and I got my microphone, and you know, we can do so much nowadays. And it's definitely kind of the longer route. Back, I remember I used to be like, oh, I hope, like, I, I would just want to get discovered like Justin Bieber, you know? And then it's like, boom, you're at the top. <laughs> like, all the work right. is done. And, you know, at the same time, like, that's well and good. Meanwhile, it's like, if you take that, right, it's like right now I'm, like, riding kind of an easy slope. And I'm like, you know, and things are improving. And it's like, I like, I'm getting good feedback and all that sort of thing. And as you know more things happen and more pressure comes i can be ready for it and i'm like getting prepared that sort of thing when you have someone like justin bieber who's going to go from shoo, shoo, right there right. it's like the amount of pressure the amount of stress the amount of people that want stuff from you and just like take and just like vultures around you it can be so taxing on on the soul on like someone's actual being and you look at all these artists who like you know commit suicide or die at 27 and and so many you know child stars it's like that's it's such it's like those are the sacrifices of our society that they just like put up here like here enjoy them while they're on this nickelodeon special and then they have no support on the other side or, or very little and their just life just crumbles after the fact right. so you know it's it, it's a very sad thing that our society does is like use up souls and kind of crushes them and throws them to the side and I think we're in general, this is like zooming out a little bit, but I feel like as a species and as a human race, we are getting to a more spiritually connected, enlightened kind of sense where it's like, that just doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, for that to happen and, and, and like Justin Bieber, you know, I, I love, I love like a lot of his music. He has really good people that he works with and it's really incredible to see you know, how he's been through everything he's been through from that child star. And now he's come out on the other side and he's talking about his faith and God. And he's got a marriage to you know, a beautiful wife that he loves very much. And he's on that other side. And I think it's such an amazing, like I'll look at his Instagram and he'll post like these, like, you know, these quotes and stuff like God loves you no matter what's going on. And for the fact of all those people who were on that journey from him, never say never, you know, on all yeah. the, on all that, Back right. To follow day. him through that. Yeah. To follow him through and be on the other side of like, like you are worth it. 
God loves you, you know, and if it's not God universe, like, right. Or yourself, your being, whatever it is, I feel like that's not the important part. And yeah, so it's just, it's just cool to kind of see where people have been. And I think we're facing, we're, we're in a new realm where it's like as new stars and new people are coming to the table, you know, there's a different way of doing things. The internet is like the greatest equalizer where mm. if you're acting like selfish or you're taking advantage of artists or anyone in life, like that's, that's what Twitter's doing over there. Um, and sometimes maybe it goes too far or, you know, whatever. Um, but just, just the fact of how it's been so easy to hide corruption in the past and now everything's kind of out in the open there. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's um, the internet has made it so that artists in general. So this kind of reminds me of what you were saying. So I published a book. So this is my book. I was. Oh, look at book. that right there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. My, Congrats, I'm dude. from Colombia and my family was going to get murdered. And so we had to move. That's what we ended up in what? Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's gosh. a whole. We, I could we could talk about that story. Yeah, in, let's. In I want to hear want. that. So we, we haven't talked about that yet, but I still right. hear about your stuff. But anyway, but the only point I'm making <laughs> is I worked with this company called uh, Self Publishing School. Okay. And they they there's the, the point I'm trying to make is the internet not only is a great equalizer because of your ability to be discovered, like yeah. really, if you the it, it makes it so talent will out, right? Like yeah. that's how that you know Ed Sheeran got famous because he had to like go perform in the street, and mm-hmm. then he got a one way ticket to come perform in L.A. Jamie Fox happened to be there, and then he huh. like saw him like, and that's wow. kind of how he right. But but Justin Bieber or Sean is it Sean Mendes TikTok Maybe. yeah TikTok uh, Vine uh, Sean Mendes is Vine right? yeah R.I.P. Vine right so but like look yeah. at that like that's someone who because his talent was just so obvious that you you just can't deny that from just kind of rising to the top mm-hmm. and and that doesn't mean that if you're not discovered you're not talented it just means that it, yeah. it gives you that a better playing field than just to have to go through yeah. a record label in the same way the internet is also the great, greatest equalizer because if you want to yeah. run a podcast yeah like you can go and find youtube videos of people who run podcasts mm-hmm. that you can learn from yeah. You can learn how to write music and use GarageBand on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, all the information is really out there. There's just not enough readers because people would rather watch The Bachelorette and find out if she's that guy's <laughs> yeah. the rose or whatever the yeah. fuck it is that people pay right. attention to or dumb shit that nobody really cares about. Yeah. Sorry for cousin. And it's whatever. It's it's uncensored. Um, but the point it's is, it's all good. <laughs> the, the, the point is, this was written and published because I found self publishing school. And they taught me how to publish a book and it, and it's on Amazon and it's out. And I was like, and it did really well. And so I'm not a millionaire from it, but I was able to still produce my art mm-hmm. to the world because of the internet. Like 20 years mm-hmm. ago, I couldn't have, yeah. I couldn't have done this. Right. Yeah. And so it's not about being the best. I don't necessarily want to be JK Rowling. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it allowed me to express my art form in a way that was unheard of 20 years ago. Yeah. And so, in the same way, music like y- you can post to Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can be in a playlist with Ed Sheeran, John Mayer, and then you. Yeah. Like that's that's gonna that's a playlist. That's my playlist, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's gonna I be like a playlist for a lot of people. Post it's it on the cool. Instagram. <laughs> that's right. I'll put it. I'll post it on the Instagram. <laughs> but but what you're seeing is what is spot on. It's it's yeah. it's it's allowed people to not only well yeah in a, in a third way is to congregate your fans can also mm-hmm. live on the internet right your yeah. fans can still they could turn in and watch the show 
right? Yeah. Uh, Sarah Maddock was on the show back in December, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's another example. She did a little rap about a slug and a rug, mm -hmm. got millions of views on TikTok, and now she's like producing music. Yeah. And that's so cool. Like, so that's, that's a good point that, that the internet is, I like that. The internet is like the great equalizer. It made yeah. it so people could find their way if they right. really wanted to, if they wanted to work hard enough for it, like you're doing. So yeah, good quote, good stuff. Yeah. Thanks. That, that sort of makes me think of like, it brings the overvalued back down and it brings the undervalued back up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, at some point, I want to hear this recording of, of this voice memo on the book field. Oh, yeah, dude. We could, we could, um, sometime when I run into go to the bathroom or get a beer or something, I can, uh, I'll see if, uh, I'll see if we can find it. I'll put my microphone see, up to the, <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're not glamorous at all. It's like, <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. That's so yeah. funny. Epic, okay. Yeah. So, 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 all right. So you, you came from Columbia to Nebraska. Your family yeah. was being threatened. The cost of citizenship, a family's battle against persecution and sacrifice for sacrifices for freedom. So I assume that's your family. So what's yeah. yeah, so what is that? That's yeah. Yeah. Actually, I really haven't talked. I've talked, I've alluded to it a lot on the show, but I haven't really told the story. So um yeah, I'll just kind of talk about it. Feel free to interrupt at any point. Uh as right. you think of stuff. Objection. But, <laughs> yes. Just like that. Just go. <laughs> Bing. Hey. Um, yeah. What do I even begin? So Columbia, C-O-L-O-M-B-I-A, is actually being put on the map even more so now for the, its good things because of the movie Encanto okay. uh, that just came out from Disney. But uh, that's where I'm from. And it sits on the – it sits right here on the northern uh, tip of South America. How convenient and, uh, you have these posters behind you. Right? It's just working. It's working. I even have it – I have tattooed also on my own. Um, just in case I get lost. It's right, right there. Yeah, um, tank tank top, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm right here. Um, no, yeah. So uh, it, it's been at war for a long time. Uh, yeah. It was at least. And long story short, uh, my dad owned a construction company or a construction material company. So mm -hmm. he it was like a quarry. Yeah. So that he blew up like rock, produced brick and sand mm -hmm. for materials for building. Yeah. Um, there was it. It was up in the mountains in the city of Bogota. Further up the city of Bogota, and then further up even was a strategic. Uh, army base the good huh. guys we'll just call it good guys okay it's a government base sure. but the government's corrupt so we'll just call them the good guys because yeah. the farc which were like colombian isis so instead of uh, -huh. uh you know uh religious they were communist yeah and you know in the 90s ooh, commies and so yeah um that was a big deal they wanted to take over and establish colombia as a communist state and so yeah that was kind of the whole background story so where that interacts with my life is uh, an army base got attacked by FARC mm -hmm. and they came and asked my dad to see if they could help rebuild the base. They survived the attack, but they were weakened. And so they were like, Hey, help us out. My dad did so because he yeah. believed in, you know, not communism. Right. And so, um, because of that FARC were like, mm, nah. And yeah. so they found us, they, you know, gun to my dad's head, the whole thing. Um, and they wanted to hire him instead to work for them. Oh. And so he was like, sure. And then they let us go. But then we were like, nah. Yeah. And we ran. And so uh, we ended up, literally, we got tourist visas and we ended up coming uh, in. My dad came first in March of 2000. And then we came in July of 2000. So a few months later. And yeah, we moved. We, 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 we were like, we need to go get away from life. We need to get away from people who might. We, like, we went, we had, my mom had like a, 
uncle twice removed or something like or whatever however you say that distant family their son ran track in Kearney, nebraska and so when we asked them where do you know in the united states that we can go to to hide out where there's like nothing they're like yeah ah, we got just the place <laughs> yeah <laughs> have you ever heard of nebraska and yeah. so yeah we moved we moved to grand island as i as i mentioned before so you know 40 million or sorry 9 million people mountainous good food amazing culture columbia huh. to 40,000 people in rural grand island nebraska wow uh so i was seven my yeah. brother Danny, you probably know from southwestern um he was four and our other brother hadn't been born yet mm -hmm. and that's how we started we had no family no money no culture no language nothing nothing and uh yeah it was it was a from there it was just a classic you know pick yourself up by the bootstrap story of work hard um you know put your head down uh we lived illegally because we came to tourists and tourist mm -hmm. visas are only good for six months but we weren't going to go back it's a one-way ticket on a tourist visa in fact yeah. that was going to be that was going to be the subtitle of the book and said a one-way ticket on a tourist visa which means we weren't mm -hmm. going home yeah and so after the six months were up we we were we were living undocumented we were not legally uh living here yeah but uh found a lawyer and then we started going through the process of political asylum which is mm -hmm. essentially hey we can't go back because we're gonna die so is there yeah. any way that we could stay here um now as a kid and this is in the book so this is like the sizzle of the book but as mm -hmm. a kid um our parents they i always prided myself and i still do because my parents were very honest very transparent with us mm -hmm. so my dad said hey look we're we're gonna some bad guys want to hurt us we have to move we have to leave yeah. here but uh, where we're going, we're going to go see Mickey and because that's mm -hmm. what we believed. You know, as a kid in, in Columbia, that's what America was like. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse. Okay, okay, yeah. Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah. Which is which is where this comes from, but we'll get to that. Oh, so, wow. So so my parents were like, we're going to see Mickey. We're going to go see Mickey. We're going to go see Mickey. And we moved here, and we never went and saw Mickey. Oh, no. And so everything else in my life, my parents had told me the truth about but this. We never saw Mickey. Mm -hmm. And then in 2012... 2000, uh, yeah, November 6, 2012. That's what the date is here. Yeah. On my arm. Um, we got our, I got my citizenship. I got, I got a blue passport. Oh, and wow. That's why the cover of the book is blue. You can, it's uh, kind of cut off here, but you can see yeah. it's, it's blue. It's a cover of a passport. It's what that is. Yeah. And the reason that's significant is when we moved here, my mom told us we saw people with little blue passports at the airport. Yeah. And we had little brown ones. Uh, they were brown like me and the blue yeah, passports huh. were like not i was like how come theirs are blue and she was like because they're from here and i go i want a blue one and my mom said everybody wants a blue one wow. and i just thought that was super like deep to say yeah. everybody wants a blue passport right everybody wants to come here and have this opportunity and anyway so we became citizens in november and then that christmas of 2012 we went to disney mm. and my parents never lied we, we, mm. we went to, and that kind of like meant that we had made it. And so, mm. um, then it's, yeah. So the story kind of tells all the details of what, of what happened and, and like all the nitty gritty of that, of that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the book, the cost of citizenship because of all the things we had to give up to, to be here and to wow. like to survive. Yeah. That's there so wild. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, so you had this, this whole journey and you're seven years old and you're coming to America and going through all this and, what so so with that and that's that's just like yeah very that's crazy i can only imagine what made you want to put it all into a book 
Oh, great question. Thanks. I feel like this is a good conversation. I appreciate yeah, you asking. Yeah. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Um, hopefully people like are still with us. <laughs> but um, um, yeah. After after that story, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the book. Um, so growing up in Nebraska, there was a lot of friends. Uh, so Nebraska is very big on agriculture. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm saying all this is because there's a lot of Mexican people or, or at least Central American, Mexican, Guatemalan. Central American people that come to Nebraska to work huh. a lot of the yeah. like migrant workers. Yeah. And their kids went to school with me. So I grew up in a, like my high school was like 40% Hispanic. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of like very few Colombians, a lot of Mexicans. And so yeah. um, I would always ask them like, Hey, so how did you, some of them were like multi, third, fourth generation because their great grandparents came and mm-hmm. started working. And now they were like, they had kind of established themselves here, but I would ask a lot of them, like, hey, how did, so how did you, because here's my story, like, we were going to mur- get murdered, how, yeah, how yeah. did your parents end up here? Like, what happened to you guys? And a lot of them, a lot of them were like, I don't know. Huh. We just, we've been in Grand Island for 40 years or 50 years. I don't know. Yeah. I would ask my white friends who had like German grandparents, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the white people on the other side, they had, they also were like German yeah, or some sort of Eastern Europe or Western Europe. And they wouldn't know. And I remember thinking hmm. a long wow. time ago, like, there is no way huh. in hell that my kids or my kids' kids' kids Whoa. will ever get asked that question and not know the sacrifice that my parents did and went through in order for them for, for them to be here, right? So hmm. my brother Danny, for example, just had a baby this last year um, or this year. Yeah, in, in May last year. And like, for me, I'm like, you're going to read this book. You're going to yeah. know, like, if nobody else buys it, if nobody else right. ever reads it. I don't care, but you, you're going to know, you're going to know what my mom and my dad did for you to have the life that you have now. So you could grow up here and and have this opportunity to live Mm. in this country, good or bad. Like people talk about like, you know, Republican, Democrat, the political, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it's still great to live here. I'm able to pay my bills because I'm talking to strangers. Yeah. 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 That's an opportunity you can't really find anywhere else. And so for huh. him to know, like if he reads it, I at least want them to know this is what we had to go through for you to be here. And that really drove it a lot of the way. I wanted to honor my parents because they went through so much. And that's really what the book is about. It's not really about me. It's about what they did and how, and for my eyes, what, what I remember them going through. So, hmm. yeah. That's that's so cool to have a firsthand witness of that. And like, obviously you are so a part of it. And that's, and I, and I think about like my ancestors and, and I know like I'm a quarter Lebanese and I know my, you know, I have people who, you know, one of my uncles, he was going to be on the Titanic and then like he, he missed the boat, right? (laughs) He missed the boat. It's like, you know, distant relative. And just the fact of like, we have all these stories and I've, and that's crazy that you share that because I've, I've thought about this is like our relatives, like, and especially with America, like we have such an immigrant history of people coming from all over the world to be in America. And the fact is like, now here we are, like Americans walking around, like heads in our phones and we have no idea like how we actually got here. No, that's true. That's And people don't, I mean, that's, it's interesting that that happens, right? That, that, cause that's exactly, there's nobody here that can say that, their great great grandpa like they don't like if you live in the in like europe mm-hmm. in england or something you can say yeah my family actually was here since like the 1200s or something wow. you know what i mean it's like yeah you could, 
you you can't do that here like yeah. the furthest back you can maybe go is like 1600 something mm -hmm. 1700 something yeah and that's like the old, most people if you go two generations up it they're not from here yeah huh. and nobody nobody seems to remember that yeah like what's up with that yeah. like yeah and and yeah, i love I that I and mean, i love that is now that like you know for however long you know your 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 kids grandkids if, if you plan on having any or danny's kids whatever um they'll have that reminder so like right three generations later they can read that book and see it right right hmm. and i should say like it's interesting too because there's like some um a lot of the things that i talk about or that i think about now is just like that culture shock right because i'm not mm. really colombian anymore either i went back yeah. home i went back in 2015 so three years mm -hmm. after i became a citizen and i felt out of place really not entirely like i knew the food and i can dance salsa and all that shit. yeah I yeah, yeah. so i felt a home in those ways but also like the mentality that people have down there yeah is still very much colombian which in some ways isn't good huh and, it, and it's not as good as that mentality like for example, over there, it's it's uh, if you tell people, yeah, I'm going to run a podcast and that's how I'm going to pay for my life. Hmm. They're like, no, you're not. You get better. Yeah. You better go get a job. You know? Yeah. Whereas huh. here I say that and people go, oh, cool. Huh? You know yeah. I mean? Like, oh, you're going to be a musician. Right. What are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whereas here it's like, yeah, go for it. You, you can. You go. It might be hard, but you can do right. it. Huh? Yeah. It's different. And then I come here yeah. and it's like, oh, I don't, I also don't really belong fully here either. So yeah, it's a weird vibe. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about, and I could see like kind of having like one foot in both worlds. And I was thinking also about, I, I think I heard this on a podcast recently, but like America, when you really think about it, you zoom out. It's like America is the dreamers, the entrepreneurs, the people who are like, yo, that life wasn't good enough. Like, we heard there's this new place called Nebraska and we can make a better life and, yeah. or wherever they ended up. And, and that's, that's been embedded within our culture, whether we realize it or not, or feel it or not of like, these are the people and descendants of the people that were like, yo, we're going to start a new thing. We're going to start a new life and we're going to like create this dream, which is very yeah. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's a, it's a, it's a weird, it's a privilege in a, in a way to be not from here. Yeah. And also a privilege to be accepted. Mm -hmm. So I got two passports. I got a brown one and a blue one. And, mm. and that feels wow. oddly special for some reason that yeah. I feel like there's a responsibility to kind of remember the brown and remember the blue, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it, mm. it's, it's odd. It's an odd place to be, but enough that it drives me emotionally to write a whole book. So yeah. Hey. I was pushing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, bro. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Cheers to that. So, cheers to that. So, and here's what I'm thinking. I've got a song called Looking for Me. And Let's do it. um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna remember how to play it. Um yeah. <laughs> it's not improv. Um, looking for me. Yeah. So it's called Looking for Me. And I and then I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> and, and right now though, <laughs> right now, um, so I've, I was in New York during, you know, 2020, 2021 and, you know, obviously with, with the, the COVID and everything going on there. And I just felt like, you know, I was living in my parents' house, which is a great place to be and very grateful for them for that. And then at the same time, just there's something about like 
being on my own and being on the road and looking for new possibilities and that kind of thing. So I spent some time during the summer of 2021. I lived with a couple different friends on the Jersey, like New Jersey shore, um, at like beach houses, working on music. And then, um, anyway, then I decided to move down to Austin. I was thinking about Nashville for a little while and then I decided for Austin mm -hmm. and, and then this song, is about me looking for those new places. We've been together for so long, but have we grown apart? I was hoping you'd give me another song, but baby, it's gotten hard. I'm feeling trapped and controlled by the way you box me in. I've got stories left and told Cause your friends couldn't handle them There's a lot on my mind And I'm starting to find That these concrete walls Where I spent my time Keeping light from the halls Of my soul And I am looking to break away So I'm starting to drive Ain't wasting no time Gotta make an escape While my body's mine I'm looking for change Don't know what I'll find But I'm ready to make some waves I'm looking for love out on the ocean Peace out on the sea, I find my life in constant motion, let it wash on over me. I'm looking for freedom on the highway, hope out on the road, I'm looking for me, I'll do it my way. Still searching for my home, I'm looking for love, I'm looking for peace, I'm looking for hope, I'm looking for me, I'm looking for love. That's just a little first verse and chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. You like it? <laughs> Dude, you sound, this is like straight up. So for people listening, and if you don't know, this is completely unedited on like raw, straight into just a microphone uploaded to the internet. And you sound great. Yes. Like, yes. That's live. That's dope. You've got some skill, bro. You Thank you, bro. Yeah, and that's and that's hype. So for the for like the hour before we got on air, I was I was gonna have my just my AirPods in and me playing and like all the audio coming from that. And Danny was like, "Well, I mean, uh, Andres was like, well, that's like a good second option there." And so I ran around, rushed around, got my mic, got my audio interface and the piano, and like now we have direct line in for you guys to hear. And I'm so glad it sounds good. Yeah, it's working. It's working out well, brother. This is awesome. Thank you. So, do you need like you need a bathroom it. break? Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about one of our partners. And of course, uh, this is so fun. I, it's a privilege to talk about Will Metcher. Will Metcher, if you're listening, buddy, hello. It was his birthday yesterday. Everybody text Will Metcher. Happy birthday. If you have his number, if you don't go find him on LinkedIn and or whatever. Uh, but basically Will is coaching us and the team here at the Ponytails podcast to suck less because Will helps people suck less. So if you, uh, he's working with Southwestern Consulting where he can help you figure out how to improve your day-to-day -day productivity at work as well as just kind of coach you through some of the other aspects that uh, might be hindering you from being a top uh, or performing at your best. And so 
Um, Will is going to help you provide structure and perspective on a lot of things in your life. I personally can say that I was impacted even from just the one lesson we've had so far. We meet uh, bi-weekly and uh, it's it's so fun to just kind of get perspective from someone who's been there, who's done it, who's succeeded uh, and is currently succeeding and kicking ass at life to help you succeed a little bit more. So if you are in either two boats, one, if you are looking for somebody to kind of help you stay accountable, and that's really the key, the key to things in life is just have someone to kind of hold you accountable. Um, that's a great place to start. Let, uh, let us know. We can cook, uh, hook you up with Will uh, so he can coach you personally one-on-one. Or on the other hand, if you think that you're kicking ass at life and you would like to share some of that success and some of that wisdom with other folks, uh, Will is looking for someone to work with him to help uh, change people's lives. And so um, let us know. We will definitely help you find your way to him and uh, we can uh, connect you one-on-one with Will uh, Metcher. And so on that note, back to David Thomas, who is back from the little boy's room. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big boy's room now. <laughs> the big boys, big, big boys. Dude, the bathroom breaks are excellent for ads. They really so, are. Bro, yeah. Yeah. They just really work because you just, it's just like right the right amount of time. And uh, we are, oh, we're, dude, this is so cool. We are so thankful for the people that really sponsor us and, and that help us put this together because um, it makes it so I can do this full time and I really do appreciate it. So if you guys are fans of this so far, make sure you guys find us on Patreon. Go find us and support. Best thing you can do is just share the episode. Or if you don't want to support us financially, just like, like and share stuff. That goes a long way. And so um, we can, that way we can bring you more amazing guests like a boy. David Thomas right here shaka, who shaka. is uh, gracing us with, that, <laughs> with his voice and his presence, his buttery voice, mm. uh, which is pretty <laughs> legit. So that's epic, man. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you a little bit uh, as far as like, because we talked a little bit about like the people that you're chasing and, and what you're working on. But um, overall, do you have like a like a set rate that you normally go for when, you, when it comes to like um, uh, your music? As in like, what I mean by that is like, do you have a target of like, I'm going to produce an album one every year or once every two years, or what's kind of the, the, the strategy for you and, and where do you, where do you see yourself like kind of going with this next mm. year, a couple of years down the line? Mm-hmm. So yeah, good, good question. So basically in 2020 in quarantine, I put out my first single, which was just hold on. Um, this is about the, this is in the midst of, yeah, I'll, I'll play a little thing as we go. Um, this is about, you know, COVID and quarantine. I was thinking about my grandparents and I was like, man, it's like, just, just hold on. And so we had, um, and this is on Spotify. So this is the first song that I put out. I miss, I miss the softness of a touch. The sound of an hour rush, I miss the days when I'm away And I come back slightly changed I miss the drinks with all my friends The birthdays, weddings, and The produce aisle with no mask And the last rep on the squat rack It's been a month we've been inside Our patience really running dry I feel the pressure build inside We walk the line of sanity May fear our dreams are sanitized May drink away the painful times We can display unstable minds But with our strength we will survive I know some things are never said But are you hanging, hanging by a thread? We'll be together when this ends. So just hold on. 
I know it's been a painful ride. Don't matter if we're trapped inside. We'll break the walls that hold us down. So just hold on. I know we're counting down the days. May fear our loved ones in the grave. But we're still together. Yes, we are. So just hold on. So let's send out a love. We'll say a prayer to what's above. And we'll be together when this ends. So just hold on. Anyway, and then it goes on. If you want to hear the rest, it's on Spotify and yeah, places. I, I think it's on Apple Music as well. And Apple Music. I, I have that one. I literally was listening to that uh, this morning and yesterday. So, heck yeah, man. On repeat, nonstop. I love it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid. <laughs> cool. I, I get upset with songs <laughs> like that sometimes. I'm just like, I'm just going to play this on repeat. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like that. No longer good. <laughs> Dude, off of that time, I may have made 0.005 cents. So, thank you. Let's go. Is that how it works? You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. I um yeah. (laughs) For um yeah, for me, for me, I don't know. It's really cool. I feel like my soul, like like this whole journey comes to completion when I talk with people and like they're emotionally impacted by my music. And like I remember talking to (laughs) this is kind of a funny story. And then I'll I know you asked me about where I'm going, so we'll we'll get into that. Um, Ain't no flow. Go <laughs> but um, this is very funny because uh, I'm distracted. There's a cat on the roof over there. Um, <laughs> the beers are kicking in. Here we at, go. At, at some point, <laughs> um, at some point, I, um, I'll show you guys my my background there. I'm just like a nice yard of my cousin's house. Um, anyway, so just you know, just when when I talk with someone and they're like, I can tell they're deeply emotionally impacted. It just it feels like what I'm here to do, I'm doing. And that just like that that is so so powerful and that emotionally impacts me. And so I I um with this song, so I I switched over distributors. I was using CD Baby before. How it works, you pay 10 bucks uh, $10 per song and it goes out to all these platforms. So super easy, cheap, affordable. Now I'm on indie flow, which I recommended before. Um, and basically what they did is the song was still up on Spotify, Apple music, all that, and they re uploaded it. So it's just kind of the, the same thing, but what it does is it hits like the Spotify algorithms for new music out there. And so I checked my phone all of a sudden and I went from like, you know, 30 monthly listeners to like 600, and I was like, what? No way. And then I checked the next day. It was like 700. And it was like 800. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And so Spotify has all these, <laughs> these analytics of like, where is your song? You know, what demographics? Where are people listening to it? And uh, I was like, oh, huh. Like people like, you know, 50 years old to 70 years old are really liking this song. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, and, and <laughs> keep in mind, we're in the midst of, of quarantine and COVID lockdown and stuff. And then I was like, huh. And Australia happens to be the top place right now. You're hot <laughs> and, in Australia, and, baby. And I didn't and I didn't think about it too much. And then someone was like telling me, like, David, Australia had like such severe lockdowns. And <laughs> anyway, so it's just funny. Like I can look on there and I'm like, okay, Australia, Singapore, Thailand, <laughs> just like random all over the place, you know, going back to the power of the internet. And um, anyway, so just you know, just seeing that. And that's, that's really cool. And, and, and dude, that's a whole world. Like I can't even imagine, you know, what people are thinking and going through. And then they listen to this song or other songs. Like that's something like, and I will never know the impact of that. 
you know, and for you, like you'll never know who's at one of your comedy shows or listening to one of your podcasts who like hears that thing that's like really pertinent, relevant to their life right then. And like right. really makes a difference for them. So it's powerful. Yeah. You know, it's oof. snaps, snaps, snap it up. Yeah. First time I did comedy, I, I relate to you. I always thought it was cheesy. I used to think it was cheesy when people said, I feel like this is what I was on, earth, on this earth mm. to do. Like you just mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. Six years ago, before I did comedy, I would have been like, cheese. Do you want some wine with that cheese? Yeah. Like, yeah. So cheesy. But then I went and did comedy. And I was like, oh, wow. I see. This is what people meant. I did comedy the very first time, and I thought I was going to bomb. I was with Brandon Q, and uh -huh. it was like, I couldn't see the crowd. It was a packed audience. It was there five minutes. And I told a joke. Nerd, like, I was like, all right, here we go. Like, we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did the thing. And then I, you, you can't see them, but then I heard mm -hmm. this wall of laughter. <sighs> and I was wow. like, holy shit. Like, there is no yeah. drug on earth yeah that can make you feel as good as it feels when you find out the thing that you were supposed to do in mm. your life mm -hmm. and I, I get that i totally mm -hmm. get what you're saying because there's like this feeling of like for that moment for those five minutes that i was on stage that person mm -hmm. forgot about their bills yeah their parents cancer and the mm -hmm. time that they got the thing with the bill at the thing and the court dates and the whatever mm -hmm. And they laughed. You can't just mm -hmm. you can't make up a laugh. I mean, people fake laugh, but not when you're at a comedy show. If I if I made you yeah. laugh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. legit. You know, <laughs> same thing for you. Someone in Australia cried because mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. Someone in America has cried because uh, sorry, excuse me, the United States. I say the United States. Someone in the United States has cried because of you. Somebody somebody has listened to what you have sung and the in 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 a song that came from your soul mm -hmm. and that part of your soul connected them with them so great that you they felt joy or they felt. It, it moved them. Mm -hmm. It did something to them that before that moment they weren't, and and since they haven't been the same. Even if it was, wow. if, if they forget what mm -hmm. it was, right? They right. changed something within them that it drove them to an emotion, and that's powerful. Yeah, so I, I get you. I get mm. you. I'm with you. Uh, this is this has been a really interesting episode because I'm like yeah. you're saying stuff, and I'm like, dude, I, I yes, heck yeah, heck yeah, yes. I feel, yeah. I, yeah. I feel listened to. I feel like I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's, I totally get that. And, and just when you feel that up there, and to, to what you just said, I feel like there's like a deeper human experience that we all go through. And just the more we can talk about it and can relate to it, and just have different people talking about it, and like, here's what I learned about that, or here's my take on that. I feel like there's just so much power that opens up with that. And love. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely, brother. Ooh, mm -hmm. that's so good. Ooh. And All right, what else? What I was gonna say, play us a play, play us. Uh, yeah. do, is there something you need to play? <laughs> yeah, well, what I was gonna say is, speaking of love, let me play a little song called Love Yourself. It's um, wow, you were fast with that caption, that was impressive. Does it sound the audio sound good? Uh, I think that the either I need to press it so, harder on the this time around the the I, I'm losing the piano for some reason. So play okay, a harder. it's something buzzing somewhere. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, I wrote this. I had a, a yeah. I, I wrote this because you know sometimes it's we all have to remind ourselves to love ourselves. Thank you. 
you wanna run you wanna go you've lost the fun you've lost control and sometimes I try to take a look in your eyes I know that you're good but you feel like you lie and sometimes you're scared I know we've all been there but can you love you just the way you are You wanna fly, you wanna soar, but you've got your mind out of control. And sometimes I try to take a look in your eyes and see the light, I wanna feel them shine. And I know that you're scared, baby, I'm well aware, but can you love me? Love, love you just the way you are and now um so that's kind of how we had written it so far and then this is the single i'm going to work on after sooner or later and we recently came up with an outro so like um getting some like drums in so like can you love you just the way you are right and then we get like big top so then um oh hey into your process yeah 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 yeah. yeah. um because because baby you are worth it um because baby you are worth it and you deserve it and i don't know when those thoughts will go away you are worth it and you deserve it and i don't know when those thoughts will go away and then so what i'm gonna do like the whole song is like, can you love you? Kind of in that John Mayer register, just the way you are. But then on the last part, my, my throat is a little hoarse, but on that last part, because baby, you are worth it and you deserve it. And I don't know when those thoughts will go away, away. And you are worth it and you deserve it. And I don't know when those thoughts will go away, away, away. And then you got the drums. Boom, doom, 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 doom. You know, so I have like a big build up and outro and I don't know. And, and then I'm still figuring out what the last lyrics are going to be. Um, cause I, cause, so here's the thing of mine is that a lot of times people write songs and it's like, I'm depressed or I'm not feeling good. And then they go through the lyrics and then all of a sudden the song's over and you're like, well, that didn't make me feel any better. <laughs> like, I felt, I felt gotten for a moment. And then it was like, and life sucks. It's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man well that was where we arrived to so what i'm about is like you know taking those lows like when you don't love yourself and then like resolving it and it's like all right we're gonna take you to the other side um so anyway i'm just thinking like because baby you are worth it and you deserve it but i don't know when those thoughts will go away um right so then it's like but maybe they're just thoughts at the end of the day or um but, but you've got the love at the, you've got my love at the end of the day. 
bro something we're watching like you write music yeah here. something epic. like that this is so, so cool <laughs> thank you and then and then yeah and then it's like anyway i just get excited when i hear like the yo the drums boom 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 and kind of have that layer and oh yeah yeah and then oh yeah i lost it you know maybe strings like Yeah, just like different layers, just stacking it up. Crushing. Yeah, dude. Crushing it. That's epic. I'm excited for this. So, Ola, so all of these are going to come out in the same album? So, or is, is, yeah. it, is so, it a plan or, or are you, or is this like you're working on multiple albums at the same time? I don't even know what the, yeah. how, how that would work. So, I, I, I put out two singles in 2020, and then in 2021, was working on a lot of different pieces of singles, but nothing came out. And now, 2022, we are looking to get past all the, you know, the, the slow stuff and just really start making stuff happen. Um, and that's like, you know, making stuff happen in me where it's like, all right, I'm making this happen. I'm sharing with people, getting a team involved, mixing engineer, all that. So anyway, um, so sooner or later it's going to come out in February and then love yourself. We're looking for March, basically kind of, we're looking for one song every month, kind of that's going to drip into an album. And then September is the Grammy cutoff time. So we going to finish that. We're shooting to finish the album by September so we can be in by that deadline. And yeah, and just, you know, kind of making all those songs and then just having in my mind, like how they'll actually flow in the album. So that way I can have like, all right, the ambience of this song is crickets and it's going to go down. And then all of a sudden it's silent. But then the crickets are like back in for the next song. So just like thinking through ahead of time, how it'll all flow. I love it, dude. I... Epic. <laughs> epic. This is so cool. Epic. Yeah. And, and honestly, the, I like what you said there about, you know, taking you from point A to point B at the end yeah. of the song. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you start at point A and you end at point mm -hmm. A. You kind of go right. to like A.1, but then a it's like come back. And then it's yeah. like you're still at A. It's like, yeah. I didn't help. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like a, it's like a, it's a journey. The whole song is a journey. Uh huh. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I yeah. love that, brother. So cool. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go um, kick my dog anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Screw this. Yeah. I was sad and now I'm, now I'm more sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh brother okay so we'll, uh, let me do this i want to play uh freeze dried that's i was just thinking good good thing then we might jump into some ponytails and okay. then uh and then we might uh we might uh yeah we'll see where that leaves us at that at that point is that cool Perfect. sounds uh, good let me do some so freeze dried. so as i'm pulling this up and sharing the screen do you want to tell us a little bit about where what about this song what's coming up here because uh yeah uh, sure i thought it was really cool Yes. Um, so I would say, yeah, so freeze dried. I kind of had, oh, you don't have, you don't have access to pull up a TikTok, do you? Uh, I might. You might. All right. Let's see. So Let's if we can TikTok. happen to do that, I don't use TikTok what, much what yet. What are you looking for here? Uh, You're a TikTok? So, oop, yeah. Um, what is that? Uh, yeah. So it's like David, David Thomas music, I think. Yeah. At David Thomas music. Okay. I see. Sweet, sweet. So I, I started using TikTok for a little while and then I stopped. I'll get back to it eventually. Um, <laughs> and there's an I miss you, baby. That's not you. <laughs> no. Okay. At, at David. We have a TikTok too, but 
haven't really used it much. <laughs> it's it just seems like young children's things. But honestly, TikTok is is taking off. It's actually uh-huh. legit. So okay, so, David's anyway, music right there. You are okay. Hey, and you have this where All you right. can where you can stream it. Let me see if I can share this. All right, so the one with 671 oh. views on there. Oh, perfect. Look, look at that. That's just beautiful. I had this song idea. Your hair is so short. Right? Cool. I like it. So I put it in FL Studio. <laughs> Maybe some bongos. <laughs> now, I think the hook needs horns. Horn harmony. Check this out. Cool. Sound my frame of mind, my peak of feel the rhythm of time. The streets is real, the beats of mine. Rise up, let's let it shine. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of like a little look into the process, you know, have like some sort of idea like that. And anyway, so I was, I, it just, the, the vocal that was kept coming out was like freeze dried. And I was like, I don't really know what that means, but whatever. Um, I like, you know, I was eating freeze dried mangoes at the time a lot. And, and anyway, then someone brought my, to my attention later of like sort of in our society, the way we're like all up in our phones. And it's like, we're not like fresh fruit right now. A lot of times we're kind of freeze dried. We're shoved, we're dehydrated, shoved in plastic, all that kind of thing. And I was like, huh, that's a really interesting way to look at it. Anyway, so we came up with this song. And by the way, these vocals, I was like, I'm going to half ass sing it. And then, because this is just a a, a sample. And then we ended up making like a sample video off of it. We're going to shoot a bigger one, um, like closer to the summer. And Anyway, so you can see this is raw. Right By the way, this, this is, is it's not raw. it's not it's only available on our YouTube, but it's private, so the people can't see this. This is because it's got to show up on YouTube. It's got to look like it's yeah, on YouTube, okay. but that's because it's a raw video. So if you're watching, just this is a sneak peek of what's coming. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not it's oh not available gosh. yet. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Wait, what happened? Your cat? He's carrying a dead bird. <laughs> He's carrying, he rolled up in here with a dead bird in his mouth. <laughs> I look down and the cat's with the dead bird. And I'm like, <laughs> freeze dry it, freeze dry it, bro. Freeze dry it. Oh, good idea. <laughs> so that's it. Anyway. That's going to be a sound bite. Yeah, I, I'm right. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need so <laughs> Cat just straight up pulled up with a dead bird into wow. this recording of this podcast. I love it. This is the this is the Bookfield podcast mm-hmm. right here. <laughs> oh, man. All right, here we go. So here's freeze dried. Uh, if let me know if you can see this, you can see it. You should be able to see it right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. Here we Here go. We go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Woo. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. We're free, free your mind. Better take the time to walk the line. You can feel the beats. We got the rhymes. Take it one step at a time. It's my time. I'm here. 
vibe. Wanna wake up downtown, steal on the fly. Wanna speed up, slow down, spin it around. We'll hop up to the wild. And those are just random people on the planet. <laughs> on this with my friend Ralph and he was like hey guys can you be in this video freeze dry got a ticket to rise the streets are dead grab a key let's drive book a seats look ahead into the other side let's hop up on away wanna watch the talk while I walk the walk wanna let the bots talk across the wall wanna stop the drop stop drop and roll there's sunshine up ahead let's beat the drum let's keep the home let's be the one that the love's begun let's teach the young that the future coming up together is the way I've got the heat out to get high Oh, my feet know the heat out, won't get tired Just keep the demons and the devil and the rockers together It's the way so I met this brass band in the park, and they actually recorded the horns on there. So I went through their place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I got this really cool bass player, Leaf Lewis, like six-year-old dude from Brooklyn. And this guy, Percy, also, to do the guitar on there. So, anyway. Whoa. And yeah, and it's really cool getting like live musicians and instrumentalists to play on there, especially these like two like you Whoa. know fifty, sixty year old Brooklyn cats just like playing their bass guitar, you know, horns, all that kind of so, stuff. So, say that last bit just in case someone might not have heard because of the song was played. So you for sure, got for sure. a live band, yeah, that was there. Yeah, what? so I was in Brooklyn Bridge Park and I heard this brass band just like playing in the middle of the park. And I was like, that's cool. So I went and talked to one of them. And I'm always like on the lookout for like good musicians and instrumentalists and that kind of thing. Like a book man. Just and, right. Just the book, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go approach them. <laughs> and anyway, so I talked with the uh with the the brass band and later, you know, six months later, I, I gave one of them a call and I was like, Hey, I'm working on this music video about like, you know, getting connected to yourself, like you know, opening things up and just really to inspire like love and hope. And they were like, yeah, for sure. So I sent them the stems, like my, uh, just what I had played on the piano. They turned it into sheet music. I went over there and they just like recorded all these horn layers. So just incredible. And then I had a bass player come in, uh, just like super cool dude, Leaf Lewis. And I was like, do you know anyone who's really good on guitar? And he's like, recommend me to his friend, Percy, who was like, so uh, anyway, we just got like different cool people on there and looking to release this probably like May ish uh, as like a good summer release. That's that's funky. I love it. Dude, I love your range. That's a solid range. It's pretty solid. Thank you. Damn, dude. Thank you. Pretty good. You want to hear, hear how high of a note I can hit? Let's do it. Let's okay. see. It's my falsetto voice. So. Uh... What that is? That's high. Hopefully that's you like can turn Galileo. it down. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe <laughs> as people are listening, hopefully they got like an idea. Bro, yeah. that was uh, that was a like Galileo stuff from uh, 
Brahim and Rhapsody. That's right. That's epic. Yeah. Oh, brother. All righty. Well, uh, dude, first of cool. all, as we, before we get into the ponytails, I want to say that this has been a really cool episode. I really appreciate it. Uh, the the vibe, the the chill yeah. of it. So, and before we jump in, and at the end we'll do a proper goodbye. But um, before we jump into the ponytails, I want to make sure I give a shout out to some of our other partners, and then we can uh, wrap with wrap it up with the ponytails and uh, move on to the closing section of of the show. Um, the one I haven't talked about yet, and we normally wait till the ponytails to do so, is Martin Lucas. Uh, you know Martin Ka, right? He, mm-hmm. you were selling at the yeah, same time, dude. Cool dude. Yeah. They partner with us, bro. They're awesome. And Lucas nice. Biscop, they uh, are doing DJing as well. So they, uh, they're they uh, in the same industry, in the sound industry, music industry. Um, they just did the Freddies, which is really sweet. Huh. Uh, have you been? Did you go to GRS? Have you gone to GRS while you were yeah. in South yeah, Boston? Yeah. yeah. And they were the first DJ to do uh, a DJ set to do uh, to do the Freddies, which is really fun. And they are also going to be doing my wedding. Hey. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, coming up here on February eighth, I'm getting married. So she's pretty cool. I guess I'll, uh, I guess we'll 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 keep doing the thing. I guess you can say it's getting pretty serious. Nice. Um, and so shout out to Marketing and Lucas. If you guys are looking for a DJ for an event, whether it's an alumni reunion, a wedding, a uh, outside gig, whatever it is, a party, a festival, uh, cannot. Uh, or overhype these guys. So make sure you reach out to us. We can get you hooked up with them. Uh, they are for any occasion, whether it is you're like, what do they do country? They do country. Do they do Hispanic stuff? They do Hispanic stuff. Do they do pop? They do pop. They do whatever you're looking for, like any good DJ would. And so on that note, uh, you know, because they're book guys, it's easier to just freely vouch for them. Just generally speaking, you know how book people are kind of generally more, a little more trustworthy. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean something about oh, yeah. them you're like you sold books i know something about you you're a great person character so, um that's right character building summers re- lead to character people and so uh for sure so yeah man that is them um and so let's uh let's do this uh, i i want to see what you uh what what's in your brain and your creative mm-hmm. or, uh, creative artistic brain it yeah. was like an impactful moment for you whether it was funny or sad or inspirational uh from your time going door to door we love doing these ponytails here at the end yeah. of the show so uh mike over to you sir cool um so for me i think what i want to share i mean of course there's like different funny things of my first time riding a lawnmower on someone's yard that they let me do and <laughs> Yeah, I, I think basically I had talked in the beginning about sort of the hero's journey and how going through different ups and downs and how my first summer ended. And <laughs> so I was working in my turf, which was which was Forest Hills, Michigan. I think it was Forest Hills. And it was like, you know, I was in like a big brick neighborhood, so really nice houses. And I had this thing which which was like in between goal periods, I would do cartwheels. I was like, that's like a really good way to mix up the energy. So my my watch went off. It was three o'clock and I was like in this really nice neighborhood. And so I put down my bag that I was at this house where like none of them were answering the door. And I was like, whatever. So I put down my bag and I'm like, all right, it's time for some cartwheels. So I'm like, take my big, long, lanky body. And I'm like doing these cartwheels across their yard there. And anyway, so cartwheel time is over and we go on and we move on and we're like, you know, like two hours later, we're we're somewhere in a different part of the neighborhood, and all of a sudden, a cop car rolls up, and I'm like, okay, like you know, you know, if you're a book person, you've seen that before, 
And anyway, they're like, <laughs> these cops, they tell me, they're like, hey, just want to let you know your permits, um, it's no longer active. You're no longer allowed to go door to door. You got to go talk to the town clerk. And I was like, oh, okay. all right, well, we're just going to figure this out. So I get to the town clerk and they're like, well, uh, we had a complaint. We had a, one of our, <laughs> our residents call in saying that you were intimidating them and that you were doing cartwheels on their front yard. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. I thought they weren't home. <laughs> so they were home and they were just like looking out their window and they thought it was an act of intimidation. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And they were like, all right, well, your, your permit's no longer active. You can't sell books here in Forest Hills. So I was like, all right, well, and this is like, you know, kind of getting the juice at the end of the summer. And I was like, I know yeah, something is going to work out. Something's going to go good is going to happen. So I uh, I called Jake and he was like, all right, well, we've got this other turf over in Allegan, Michigan. Tirza, she's been selling over there and she's been doing pretty well. So you can go on over in there and you can take over. So I go over there. It's like a 45 minute drive each day uh, in the morning. And it's this just small little bitty town. And I'm so blessed because Tirza has done amazing work. She has she has sold to like the top teacher who's lived in the turf. She's like holding it down. She sold to the principal. She sold to everybody over there, like all these names. So I go in and I'm feeling really good. I'm like, whatever's gonna happen. So we start we start selling books. And we're like, boom. And it's like as soon as I say these names, people are like, oh wow, they bought it. And then boom, they buy. And this is my last week of the summer. And so I had never, maybe my top was like 300, no, no, not even 300, probably like 275 units, something like that. Um, and so I'm going through and, you know, just selling and selling. And then this is my last day. And I'm at like, I'm at like 550 units. It's like eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, 550 PC, 600 units. We're trying to get that. So I'm driving around. I'm like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And like all of my, because what I was doing is I was, as I was delivering, I was tacking on and I was tacking on and just had a really good attitude. And people were just buying and they're tacking on like full sets, SAT stuff, all this kind of thing. So I'm at 550 units and I'm looking around and finally I see one house with the lights on. They got like a kid's bike in the front yard. And I'm like, all right. So I pull in and go in. There's a sit down, like really cool family. And they're like, they're like looking at just getting the whole set. And I'm like, all right, like we got this. We got this. And so we're there. And I end up giving them like a little bit of a discount, like knock off a few. Uh, I was like, and for you guys, I'm going to knock off 50 bucks. And anyway, so they buy and I leave that house and I'm like, boom, I just hit PC like last week of the summer. And, and let me tell you, man, just like, and like, yes, on one hand, it's like, boom, sold books, like hit PC and all that kind of thing. And at the same time, also, it was just such a profound and deep like realization of that hero's journey. And it's like, boom, like I can win. Like I can, I can step out. I can finish strong, you know, in Southwestern managers, like, you know, like I always finish strong. I always finish strong. Right. And it's just like really being yeah. that and like doing that. And it was, it just so profound. And then we had like, yeah. So just, just finishing there and just, I remember, oh, dude, I remember that night I was staying with Christian Gamble at this house and I bought a bottle of champagne on my way home and our host family, we climbed up to their roof and we opened the bottle of champagne. We passed it back and forth, looking at the stars at the end of our first summer, my first, his, his second. And it was just so, it just felt like a spiritual moment. 
And it's just like, that's what the book field has to provide. Mm. Just like going in different spaces, interacting with different people and just, just, just crazy experiences. So it's it was beautiful. Yeah. Redemption. That's yeah. And, and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, and if you're listening, you don't know what PC means. It means that you take the number of units of 600 units and you take it times seven. And that's the profit that you made that some that for that week. So you made about 4,200 bucks, mm -hmm. give or take that week. But the money wasn't the part that was important. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. that you felt accomplished. You finished something that was hard and you did it on a high note. You had mm -hmm. you saved the best for last. Mm -hmm. I want to win finish. Mm -hmm. Dude, I want to win. Brilliant, bro. People, people don't, don't, don't really analyze those stories and think like how impactful that is for you, mm. mm -hmm. that you can finish something like that strong, brother. Mm -hmm. That's epic. Mm. Yeah. That's, and a, I'll, and that's I'll, a funny story. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, I, I left and I went back to my high school friends in, um, in New York and like, we were playing beer pong and I used to like always crumble under pressure, like not hit those there. And I was like, and just like hitting all the beer pong cups playing with yeah. my friend guy and people are like what's going on and i was like playing basketball and just just it it like the experience on the book field and excelling and something like like what i was just telling you it can change deep down like who you see yourself as Ooh. so it translates in other areas that's yeah. sound bite right there boom <laughs> boom i've been seeing repeating yeah. repeating numbers recently and i just looked up before and it was five 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 so Let's go. <laughs> That's epic, bro. Oh my gosh, well, brother David Thomas, man. And what? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, what I was gonna say is, we, is we can we can wrap this up. And what I want to say, just finishing the question, you said what I'm up to. So basically, want to get finish album right by September. You know, get that first debut album. And what I'm really looking to do is then start moving on to collaborating with people who are out there, like people like work with Justin, Justin Bieber and just other big people. Um, and just like, you know, just being on really, really, really cool, really talented people. It's like, I want strings on something like, yo, Hans Zimmer, you know, just like having those connections and, and that ability to do that. So doing that. And then just, um, in my personal life, I'm working more on, on DJing actually, and getting into some modeling, working with one of my friends who's, uh, an agent and some acting. So just like really looking to build kind of that, flexible lifestyle and just kind of have that centered around just making good music that helps people connect with themselves. And like we talked about before, finding that thing that really makes you go, just helping people to get to that place. Dude. Couldn't have said it better myself, brother. You are a super talented human. Thank you. And sir. I am, I am a thankful that you gave us some time and, and shared some of this, some of this music with us. The, the beautiful thing about what you just said, about everything you just said is I have mm -hmm. no doubt. I have no mm -hmm. doubt that that's where you're going and I have mm -hmm. no doubt that that's where you're going to end up and you're going to make it. So when you become famous, mm -hmm. uh, just remember just remember us little guys at the Ponytail Podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, will for, I will forever be thankful that uh, you shared some of the stuff that hasn't even been released yet. And this is this is the place where people can go to kind of catch a glimpse totally. uh, of the big things that are coming your way. So, dude, so, so, so happy to have had you um we'll wrap this guy up uh one last word from uh the, our last partner of the day and like energy um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you that's right beep, 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 beep. put me some put me some soft like yeah oh yeah this is the 
appreciate this over at Enlight. Yeah, yeah. Listen, life is hard. Sometimes you don't know. what is coming your way and so um yeah on on a on a serious note and the energy so this is a a place where uh we have actually been in partner partnership with for one of the longest times and um wow i i really pre- i work with this company part-time it's really nice to have a leadership like that that they have over at Enlight energy it's a it's a wonderful place to work if you're looking for something to do again uh with uh door to door and making sure that you get paid correctly and the right amount for doing so but that's not the important part the important part is that you're working with people who really lift you up and that are enjoyable to work with and those are the folks over at Enlight energy so if you guys are looking for something to do part-time even or full-time uh, hit us up we will get you connected with energy they are changing the world and i have no doubt that they're going to be one of the top solar companies in the world by the time it's all said and done so uh these guys are doing solar changing the world giving us alternate energy to be able to improve life for people as well as help them save money um they have a ton a ton of really credible uh and really wonderful uh humans that are working with them Hernandez, uh good friend of mine I love Julio. shout out to you brother uh and they're crushing it over especially if you are really anywhere in the country they've got remote sales but if you are wanting to if you're in Florida particularly good place to start for sure so, uh thank you guys so you, thank you guys for being our partner love you lots and and as we as we close out this has been David Thomas my name is Andres Gamboa I am the host of the podcast podcast and uh it was a pleasure to be with you guys today David, where can people, last time for people just listening, where can people find you and where can, when they, where can they go to uh, get more of your stuff? Where can they follow you and keep up with what you're up to? Yes. So we got David on Instagram, David underscore Thomas underscore music. And follow me on Spotify, Apple Music. That way, every time I release new music, you will hear that. And um, yeah, just under David Thomas, the name. It's like a black and white photo right now. It'll probably change eventually. And that's where you can find me. David underscore Thomas underscore music like so. Just like you wrote it out perfectly. Beautiful stuff. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, We'll see you guys on the next one. Make sure you catch us. Uh, We are extending season three all the way through the end of um, January. Season four is going to be kicking off with the couples edition of the Ponytails podcast in February. That's what we're doing in February. We're going to have exclusively only guests who uh, met in the book field, got married, and are uh, living a joyful life in their marriage in February. Curtis Rogers, uh, Ben, uh, uh, let's see, who else? Who we I don't even know who else we got. Pete and Pete Morgan, Morgan Burgess, a bunch of different people. So I'll pull up the schedule. You guys can see. Keep in touch. If you haven't yet, make sure you guys go to our YouTube. Subscribe. Make sure you go to Instagram. Like. Make sure you go to Facebook. Like. I guess Instagram you follow. We're on TikTok. Check us out on Patreon if you want to support. We have a really cool... Uh, fan base community that's going to be launched here and we're working on getting launched so you guys can get exclusive merch like this awesome hat you guys can get backstage entry into some other things that we have going on in the podcast and you can vote on things about the podcast and the direction that we're heading so you can have uh, a big part of where we're going what we're doing so thank you for listening uh we'll catch you guys on the next one see ya